you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Media and the AHL Report. We are so glad that you are here with us today. Uh, And of course, we're happy to be affiliated with the Hockey Podcast Network. And uh, we're going to talk about that here coming up in just a little bit. Have a special, really cool contest uh, that you're not going to want to miss. Involves a jersey. It involves just a couple of jerseys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very exciting. So we're glad you're here. I am your host, Amy Johnson, also the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And I'm joined each and every week by, you already heard his voice a little bit there. And that's that that guy on the other side of the Press Zone studio, and that is our founder and editor-in-chief, Rick Stevens. I spoke before the introduction. I don't, I don't know that that's it's a lot. poor form. It's probably all the speaking at each other we're going to do this today, this week. Is that right? I don't know. Why is that? We're playing against each other in fantasy hockey um, this week. Hmm. We're tied right now. 6-6. Six, six. Really? Mm-hmm. After the first night? Because mm-hmm. I had a goaltender play miraculously, and you did not. That's the only reason. Now there's some shenanigans going on in the in this league. There's no shenanigans. Now there is. Now I, I I I love the 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 names of the divisions. We have the old fashioned, the Norse, the Smythe, the Adams. Love it. Mm-hmm. But I have seventy four points. Joseph Whalen has 73 points. That would put me ahead of him. Uh-huh. No. No, because he's you're not in, in third. The same division. I'm in fifth. Yeah. That's not right. I'm telling you, Joseph Whalen finds ways every single Those year loopholes. to try to. The I know. Loopholes. He uh-huh. is the king of the loopholes. Yeah. I'm taking it up with the commish. I beat the commish last week. He Wait. was rolling along and. Wait. Mm. It's not good. I know you shouldn't do that. Really you should not do that. You You're gonna gonna get penalized somewhere along the way. One of your trades is not gonna be allowed. Something's uh-huh. gonna happen. He'll remember that. He's got a he's got a long memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now might of course even, might even wait till fantasy football too. He might. Yeah. Now of course uh, there we're talking about our all Habs fantasy hockey league that's been going on for years. But of course, you've also heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Uh, this week, jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all of the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. So you just draft your lineup and, uh, you know, you you feel sweat (laughs) like never before. Every moment means more with uh, DraftKings lineup on the line. 
DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. And uh, now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Uh, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Um, and that, uh, you know, that code THPN, that's code for the Hockey Podcast Network, which uh, is just one of the great ways uh, our listeners benefit from uh, our being affiliated from, with the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, and as we said, we've got uh, a, a, a jersey contest to tell you about later on in the show. Uh, but before we get there, let me just run down the things you can expect from us today. This is a this is not a show that you want to miss. Let me tell you, because in the first segment, uh, we're focusing on the Philadelphia Flyers and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, Lake Tahoe happened this past weekend, and whether you were uh, tearing up the slopes like Gritty or uh, tearing apart the ice like the sun was doing. We've got plenty of things to talk about uh, as far as what did and didn't happen in Lake Tahoe over the weekend and and really what it means for the state of the Flyers moving forward and whether it's time to hit that panic button yet or not. Uh, of course, we want to give a look in on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. They had their home opener this past weekend, so we'll give you some uh, information from that. It was another uh, pretty spectacular evening for them. Then in the second segment, it's all Montreal Canadiens and Laval Rocket. Uh, that is where we're going to talk about a very special jersey giveaway contest, uh, courtesy of DraftKings and the Hockey Podcast Network. So you'll want to find out about that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, how things are not really rolling very smoothly right now for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, the Laval Rocket just kicked off a new uh, four-game series at home last night. We're going to give you a look at what happened in that. And then, very happy to say that we are joined this week by a truly special guest uh, for a, an exclusive, pretty long interview, actually, um, with Phil Chuck filled with uh, really just great conversation and fascinating stories. So uh, Charlie Lindgren, Habs goaltender Charlie Lindgren is joining us in the second segment. You do not want to miss that. And then in the final segment, we go around the AHL. We introduce you to this week's CCM AHL Player of the Week, uh, as well as give you an update on the standings. And we just got some big news about the Canadian division just before we went to air today. So we'll talk to you about that as well. Lots of hockey. Lots to talk about. What's that? What's that exciting news? Do I have to wait till the second segment? Yeah. Oh. You do. Gotta wait. All right. Good things come to those who wait. But in the first segment, let's, uh, Flyers fans and Phantoms fans, let's chat for a minute. Uh, <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been a challenging few weeks for the, the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, with, Quite a number of players going on to the COVID-19 protocol list. And of course, that meant that their trip to Lake Tahoe not only at first was at it was in jeopardy, uh, but they did get um, back to practicing and got some of their players back in time to um, not only play the Rangers last week, but also get on a plane and head out to Lake Tahoe. Um, Rick, the Lake Tahoe experience for fans and the league in general was 
Uh, it was really unique. I, I, I have to say the setting was gorgeous. Um, the lake was beautiful. The mountains were beautiful. The, the snow-covered fairway uh, that they were on, the 18th fairway there um, at the uh, Edgemont Tahoe Resort, beautiful. Um, really fun to see all of the people in the boats and the kayaks and whatnot uh, gathers, you know, gathering there in the water near near the near the shoreline. Um, but my goodness, it seemed to be one hurdle after another as far as the logistics of getting the game pulled off with with Gary Bettman and the NHL scheduling uh, originally scheduling both games to start right in the height of the afternoon. Now I've skated in Thunder Bay on outdoor rinks at the end of April and you're skating in frozen mashed potatoes. Nice. Um it wasn't that bad but there was some pretty big ruts um and uh it it got it after the period, uh, the teams got together, the officials got together, and they decided it was uh, just not safe. And and um, listen, there was a lot of criticism on social media, usually coming from the from the media more than the fans. Uh, the fans seemed to be a bit more understanding, um, and and you understand that um, you know the the NHL wanted wanted that NBC time slot. They wanted that beautiful the beautiful vistas it was it the midday it was it was gorgeous mm-hmm. um and and less so a little less so once darkness fell um so you understand all of that but unfortunately um you know sun this the temperature was okay sun was out and uh and it played havoc with the ice conditions and and i think that the nhl did all that they could do um now, should they have scheduled it in the first place? Uh, Gary Bettman said, you know, we're at a point where we've got to take some risks. And they took a risk and uh, uh, didn't didn't work out quite the way they wanted it to. But I think overall, overall, uh, it was a beautiful setting. And you certainly have people talking about um, uh, similar types of, of, uh, of uh, locations uh, for such a game. Um because I think there, you know, without fans, did it work? Um, yeah, I think it did. Um, it was it was just a, a beautiful spot and uh, with uh, an unfortunate delay. And uh, but overall, I think it was a good weekend for uh, the National Hockey League. I think so too. And and to your to your question of did it work without fans? I do think it did. Now, granted, I am fully a fan of of the outdoor games held in. Uh, stadiums where the fans can pack in, whether it's a football stadium, baseball stadium, uh, you know, you name it. Um, I do enjoy that atmosphere. Um, you know, we we experienced something similar when when during the World Juniors a, a, a few years ago, when Team USA and Team Canada uh, dropped the puck against each other in the Buffalo Bills Stadium um, outdoor. I mean, that was an amazing. W- it was an amazing experience. It was that, that just the opposite problem there. They could they couldn't keep the snow, snow. Off, <laughs> off the ice. Yeah. Three feet of it piled on my head, taking photographs uh, right all against the glass for that one, but. Um, We'll talk about how you were nice and cushy eating the buffet in the press box, uh, in the nice warm press box on another the Bills, show. The Bills press box, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we're not gonna we're not gonna revisit that. But in any case, the so so yes, those outdoor games in front of 
tens of thousands of of enthusiastic fans are very, very fun. But I also kind of liked um, the remoteness of, now granted, yes, you're on a golf course, but just going to a more remote location that you that really doesn't facilitate the infrastructure that you need to have tens of thousands of fans. And you're out there watching them just play hockey on a beautiful setting. And because there were no fans and they weren't in an arena to pipe in fake crowd noise, you could really hear the game. Mm -hmm. And I liked that a lot for an outdoor game to have that ambiance of really being able to hear the ice and hear the blades and hear the sticks and hear the puck and hear the hits and hear the conversation happening and the guys chattering at each other. And I just felt that it, it put you in the middle of it even more. And, and I really liked that. So I would like to see this become a trend for the NHL, even if it's one outdoor game uh, a year that they do in a, in a picturesque remote location with no fans like this. I'm all for it. And for these kind of events, um, there's always, what does it look like? Um, what are the new, what are the, the special jerseys look like? And I think for Mm -hmm. this one, Mm -hmm. it was, Almost a win all the way. I mean, the Bruins. The, uh, did they ever design a a, a, a good <laughs> it's the alternate? Must, it's the color. Uh, it's the no imagination. It's no, it was is terrible. Um, the Flyers. I think for the most part, I they think. they got rid of the the which I don't like about the the Flyers jerseys is the the name plate that they put on the, the back. contrasting colored name. They plate, they yeah. got rid of that and it looked great. The only thing I didn't like was the the white cuffs, but um, on the sleeves. But other than that, it looked pretty good. Um, I agree. I thought I thought the reverse retros for the Flyers looked very good on the outdoor ice. Throwback to the Nordique by by uh, the Avalanche yeah. looked great. Looked very nice. Best one through the weekend from my eyes was uh, Vegas. It looked great in red, in crimson. The it was outside it was, in the sun. Oh, it yeah. looked beautiful. Beautiful jersey. Yeah, I, I was glad that they decided not to wear the glitter gold metallic gold helmets though because the sun glare off of those things might have been <laughs> where he had a bit of a glittery look to his mask but a, oh, a mask deep red really it was pretty. beautiful yeah it was, it was full of glitter paint as well so it was really sparkling and it, it was it was beautiful so so the aesthetics for the whole weekend tremendous um gritty shredding it on a snowboard uh, like bonus content loved it um the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Golden Knight in his full suit of armor, clanging his tin can sword and shield <laughs> was um, oh. was interesting. It was interesting, um, but no, I you know I I enjoyed all of the I I loved the the Coast Guard bringing the yeah. game puck for the Colorado yeah. Vegas game in by by boat. I thought that was a really nice touch. Um, I even really liked. Um, the uh, women's snowboard medalist bringing in uh, the game puck for the Flyers and Bruins games. Uh, she was fantastic. She was really, really good. Um, all of those things, I think those were all a win. Uh, this, the, the, the frantic trying to figure out the contingency plans, not so much. Um, but it all worked out. As for, you know, they, they managed to play both games fully. Uh, and I think that probably overall checks off the box as, box as being a win. Uh, now, the Flyers didn't get a win. Um, the Flyers, mm, it was a, that was a rough game. 
Uh, and we're not going to go into it. We're not going to we're not going to tear open those wounds that are still healing. <laughs> um, let's just and so you know it has between Hart's performance. Hart Hart did not look comfortable in this game. I don't know if it was the ice. I don't know if it was a glare. I don't know if it was a concentration thing. I don't know what it was, but he was off of his game most of the game. Um, Somebody in our fantasy league is so upset with him, they dropped him to waivers. Um, they did. Excuse me. I'm just. Can you just give me a second? What are you doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Putting... <laughs> I, no, you don't need to worry about my fantasy hockey lineups and yes, playing I, against each other. I'm yes, putting I in a do. waiver claim on Carter Hart right now. Deal with it. Commish. Joseph Whalen's Commish. not going to be happy. Commish, about this. I was the one who was nice in the beginning of this segment, not him. So I didn't I didn't complain. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, but serious. So of course, uh Flyers fandom is melting down over, you know, Carter Hart's washed up. Uh, he's, 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 he's a bust this season. Uh, the team is falling off a cliff. So I think, I think the, the, the message for coming out of Lake Tahoe weekend was look, uh, that first period that they played was probably 150% better than anyone expected them to look given the fact that they were down six guys still on the COVID list, including their captain, Voracek, Travis Konechny, um, Oscar Lindblom, Scott Lawton. I mean, you're talking about a major portion of the, the core element of your forward group wasn't there. I didn't hear you mention Braun's name. Justin Braun wasn't, because he, well, he's not a forward. Okay, go ahead. So... There, <laughs> I'm talking about the forwards, um, and no, and Justin Braun wasn't there either. So, um, not as missed, I guess. Stop it. Be nice. Um, so, the first period that they played, they looked tremendously better than I think anybody expected them to. They came out and they had a solid 20 minutes of hockey. Um, yes, Pasternak got a goal in the first you know, 30 seconds of the game. Okay, so what? It happened again in the second period. Okay, it, Pasternak has the Flyers number this year. It happens sometimes. Um, all in all, they put on a really solid 20 minutes of hockey, and then the wheels came off. Um, is it time to panic? No, it's not time to panic. Uh, Giroux, back at practice today, said uh, first uh, first few days he, he did have covid uh, said the first few days were really rough, um, but that it got better after that. And uh, he said today felt like going back to the first day of training camp. So, um, you know, but Giroux is back. Uh, as guys start to come back off the COVID-19 list, yes, the Flyers were doing really well before the COVID debacle hit a couple of weeks ago. Um, so you're going to need to be patient. Give them a couple of weeks to get back into the groove of things. Um, if... Two or three weeks from now, we're having this conversation and the Flyers are still having the kind of game that they had in Tahoe on Sunday. Then we can start to have some panic discussions. But, uh, Rick, I think I think for now it's just they got through it the best they could. Um, they're doing the best they can with the situation. And um, 
you know, let's see, let's see how they dig themselves out of it once guys get back in the lineup. And, and look at the East Division, um, and keep in mind that um, they're they're showing fourth in terms of points, but but uh, they do have some games in hand. Uh, look at, and we're going to be talking about that when we talk about the AHL standings. Look mm-hmm. at the points percentage. Uh, the Flyers are at 633, are second, second to Boston uh, in the East. Um, so the sky is not yet falling. No, it is not yet falling. So take a deep breath and just keep thinking good thoughts. Um, keep thinking good thoughts. Now, for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, however, <laughs> now the Lehigh Valley Phantoms actually ended up having to have a game on Friday night postponed because there were so many on the COVID list. The Flyers needed to for for the Flyers that the Flyers needed to call up enough guys to cover basically having a, a roster and some guys on the taxi squad just to go to Tahoe. So that left the Phantoms with not enough between injuries, their own injuries that they're dealing with, uh, and so forth, there were there just there was just a lack of enough of a roster. So that game will now be played uh, tomorrow night. Um, so that meant that the Phantoms' uh, only game since the last show last week was their home opener on Saturday. And my goodness, uh, it was the Zade Wisdom show again. His second two goal game in a row. Um, just a really tremendous night. Uh, another big night for Zane McIntyre, who shut out the Binghamton Devils. They uh, beat them three to nothing in their home opener. Uh, Max Willman got on the board with a really nice goal. Um, and good news was that Tanner Lazinski and Lena Sandin uh, both returned from injury and were back in the lineup and actually looked pretty decent for for their for their first game back. Lena uh, Sandin uh, right right in there looked looked very good. Um, but uh, my goodness, Igor Zamula had some really nice, uh, good high danger chances. Zade Wisdom just really tearing it up. He's a <laughs> he's a very enthusiastic young man. Uh, I encourage you to go to um, theflyersreport.com and check out the game recap from that game and listen to uh, the post game interviews that we had with uh, Zade Wisdom as well as Max Wilman and head coach Scott Gordon. But but Zade Wisdom's interview is uh, there. He's he's a delight to talk to. He's a very enthusiastic teenager, and uh, it comes through uh, quite quite loudly. So, uh, the Phantoms uh, have only lost one game so far this season. Uh, that was in overtime, so they are still undefeated in regulation. And Rick, they're uh, they're looking pretty good. Wisdom is is an interesting guy. Just eighteen years old, played in Kingston, and and. Uh, he seems to um, have a, a supporter behind the bench in Scott Gordon, mm-hmm. um, who's giving him, um, you know, a real opportunity. He's he's been playing with veterans, playing with O'Reilly and, and Ryan Fitzgerald, and on the top um, line, yeah. and and yeah, top six minutes, and and um, and he's really engaged. And and Scott Gordon had said that he came when he came in, he was. He was all wide-eyed, and and it was all a new experience for him, and asking lots of questions. And now he's he's right in there, um, you know, barking at the opposition from the bench, and <laughs> and uh, he's he's uh, like he's been with the team for for forever, and uh, and 
and producing and uh, causing a bit of a ruckus and and uh, a real good start for him. Absolutely, we will we'll take it. So uh, now Lehigh Valley does play three games in four days this week. They will play in Binghamton uh, tomorrow night, and then they'll do a home and home against the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins on Friday and Saturday. So of course we will have full coverage of all three of those games. Uh, you'll want to follow along on Twitter at the Flyers Report, and then look for po- full post game recaps over at theflyersreport.com and we will keep you well apprised of everything that's happening down on the farm for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and the Philadelphia Flyers prospects. Um, We are going to take a quick break. On the other side, we are going to go uh, in-depth on the Montreal Canadiens and the Laval Rocket. Don't forget, we've got a great jersey contest to tell you about after this break and our uh, special exclusive guest interview with Charlie Lindgren. So you do not want to miss that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a minute. The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at All Habs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. Rocket Sports Media is currently recruiting talented, motivated, and committed people to join our team. If you're a student wishing to gain experience, a young professional interested in broadening your credentials, an experienced hockey mind looking for a platform to share your expertise, or a passionate fan looking to contribute to our publications by connecting with fellow hockey fans, we want to hear from you. If you are bright, loyal, passionate, and willing to dedicate yourself to a remarkable team, visit AHLReport.com and click the Join Our Team tab at the top of the page today. And welcome back to the Press Zone right here on the AHL Report and Rocket Sports Media. Once again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. And uh, you'll want to be sure you're following us on Twitter at the Press Zone. That's at the Press Zone on Twitter. Uh, and of course, as we said at the end of the last segment, if you're a Flyers fan and you want to cover and you want to be sure you're following our Flyers and Phantoms coverage, you'll want to follow us at the Flyers report on Twitter. However, in this segment, we're going to talk about the Montreal Canadiens and the Laval Rocket. And before we even get into all of the things that have been happening with both of those hockey teams, how would you like a chance to win a Laval Rocket jersey? I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can participate. I'm not eligible. No, I don't think so. Okay. But all of our listeners are, and all of our readers are. 
And uh, this is, of course, uh, courtesy of our affiliation with the Hockey Podcast Network and is presented by DraftKings. So, Rick, what do people have to do to enter this contest and get a chance to possibly win a Laval Rocket jersey? Well, yesterday we uh, put a post out from uh, the AHL Report at the AHL Report on Twitter. Uh, and it's titled uh, Jersey Giveaway. So look for that post. It's your pin tweet, I think. It is a pin tweet to the AHL report. Uh, so look for that tweet um, and retweet that post. And be sure that you're following uh, The Press Zone, this podcast, at The Press Zone. And also you should be following Hockey Podnet. That is the hockey podcast network uh twitter account you be following both of those you retweet the post and that's your entry that's as simple as as it is absolutely so again go to at the ahl report go to the pinned tweet you'll see it right there for the jersey giveaway make sure you're following at the press zone this podcast on twitter and at hockey pod net on twitter and then retweet that post um and basically what happens is the now this is this is a contest that's going out uh, network wide for the hockey podcast network. So the podcast that gets the most retweets of their contest post is the podcast that gets to select a winner of a jersey. So that means we want the press zone to win. We want the press zone to be the one that gets the most retweets of that post at the AHL report so that we can select one of our listeners to win a Laval Rocket jersey. Um, I mean, you don't want a Bruins podcast winning, do you? No. We don't want that. We don't want that. Or a Leaf spot? No, we don't want that either. So make sure you go to uh, go to at the AHL report, look for that pinned tweet, follow the instructions, and then share it, retweet it, tell your friends, tell your family, and uh, let's get those retweets up there. And you could be winning a Laval Rocket jersey. Um, so the Canadians, um, I've titled the part, this part of the segment of we've seen this movie before. Um, I believe it was the juggernaut was the word that was being bounced around after the first, I don't know, three games of the season that, that the Canadians were the juggernaut of the, uh, North division, the Canadian division. Um, and Rick, uh, a little shine seems to have come off of that. Well, the phrase that's going to stick with this season <laughs> after seven games or so, the article that was written was, the Canadians are so good, it's boring. Um, mm. Well, it's not boring now. Um, and going into tonight's game uh, with the Senators, the Senators who occupy the last spot in, in NHL standings, the worst team in the league, uh, in the last 10 games, the uh, Senators have won four, lost six. The Montreal Canadiens, who uh, were being talked about uh, by fans and media and others as being one of the best teams in the league over the last 10 games, are have won four games and have lost six. Uh, exactly the same as... Uh, the only difference is the Canadians uh, had one of their losses in overtime. But otherwise... Um, both the same, one, four, lost six. Uh, that's not a good look, um, and it's it's uh, well below the expectations that have been set. The expectations of bringing in a number of 
of players in the uh, off season, and and so so much so that Mark Bergevin was being coronated as as uh, GM of the year already mm-hmm. in the first few games. Um, I can think of a few others that um, that that might uh, apply to. Um, somebody in Florida, uh, mm. comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, there's, there's some real questions happening right now. The Canadians look lost. Uh, they aren't giving the same effort. Now I was saying right up front that I didn't like their defensive game. And, uh, and what's happened is, is the offensive dried up. The bad defensive play has remained, and the Canadians um, they haven't been able to score, and and they're they're losing games. So, um, the the issue, what's the issue? We you know there there are many there are many fingers being pointed, but I think most of the fingers are being pointed at Claude Julian, and and frankly, I never expected there to be a coaching controversy say, this dude. season. I just never expected that. I never believed that we were going to be talking about that. Um, but here we are. And, um, and I have to say that, um, I don't, I don't like to be critical of coaches. Uh, but when you look at the Montreal Canadians, um, the, the, the players who are playing well are the newcomers, uh, Mm -hmm. the, the players where maybe Julian's message hasn't worn off, worn out yet. Um, the rest of the team, um, doesn't seem to be buying what's being uh, deliver, uh, thrown out there, and so I, I don't know if if that's the story, but the Canadians uh, look really out of sorts right now. They aren't playing well. Uh, they aren't playing up to their capability. Um, and um, Claude Julian said they need an attitude change and they need to start having fun. Improve your attitude and start having fun. Parents, every time you've ever told your kid change your attitude and start having fun? Did it work? I'm serious. Has that ever worked for a parent? Or did your kid do the exact opposite? So that's all I think I need to say about that. Um, you know, I really, I'm also not loving this this sitting Arturi Lekkonen for two two games in a row. Dumb. Um, I, could, I could forgive it the first time. Um as Rick and I, you were talking, you, you and I were talking earlier uh, today. You know, you c- you could overlook it one time if it was just a, okay. You know, we're rotating people down onto you know to, to out of the lineup because Corey Perry's still in there. Um, that kind of okay, but not two games in a row. I can think of at least four other players I would sit before Lekkonen. easily, easily, and that's being. That's that's being pretty conservative about it. Um, so I'm I I don't really he's one of your best defensive forwards, um, and I don't and he's a playmaker and I don't understand why you're saying. And he him. gives an honest effort every single game. He he's does. the hardest working player on the team he by is. far. Um, and and you reward you reward players who who. Uh, are giving a damn, who are 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 playing hard for you. You mm-hmm. don't sit them, and and those, um, those who aren't, it's not even performing. Those who who aren't uh, giving any kind of effort, you're you're leaving them in, and and uh, that's that's noticed by the team. Absolutely, it is. Um, and and I'll also say for everyone crying about the fact that they ended up losing in overtime, and that oh they should have won that game because Jake Allen deserved better uh, on 
whatever night that was, Sunday night. Um, they should have won that game because they should have won that game. They looked like, I'm sorry, they looked like garbage for most of that game. And they shouldn't have. Uh, Jake Allen had to make some good saves in the overtime because it was just a clown show, the amount of breakaways they were giving uh, to Ottawa. Um, it, it just, so so yes, Jake Allen made some good saves when he needed to because they were putting him in a really terrible position, but they should have never looked that bad against that team to begin with. So, And listen, I'm not going to, be negative about Jake Allen. No, not at um, all. Uh, Jake Allen was great in in overtime. Honestly, he didn't have much to do up until that point. That's right. Um, the Senators weren't providing much of a threat. Just five high danger uh, opportunities um, up until for the first sixty minutes of the game, um, which he, you know, um, that's fine. Uh, they scored on two of those, and and that's fine. He he's but but this whole like there's a goalie controversy and and using it as an opportunity to criticize Carey Price. Baloney. Uh, you're not a Habs fan if you're if you're jumping on that bandwagon. I saw people say today that they were hoping that Allen was going to start again tonight. It's dumb. It's dumb. Like it's just you just it's, it's just dumb. a non-factor. It's a non-starter. Carey Price is your starting goaltender. End of story. Get over it. Um, Anyway, before I get on a rant, <laughs> uh, so let's move over to the Laval Rocket, who, uh, you know, it's it's funny that the f- Flyers are struggling, Habs are struggling, Phantoms are not struggling, Laval is not struggling. Um, they opened up their next four-game home series last night, finally, for the first time this season, taking on a new opponent who isn't the Belleville Senators when they welcomed the Manitoba Moose into the Bell Center. Um, the Manitoba Moose, a much different beast uh, than the Senators, uh, much more difficult to play against, much more dangerous as far as their scoring capabilities. Uh, and uh, as Laval found out last night, they have got a brick wall of a goaltender in Mikhail Berdine uh, in between the pipes. Um, so it was, uh, it was a, a challenging game. Um, Laval had a pretty good second period. Uh, they bounced back really well. Um, the game started really fluky. Uh, I felt my heart just broke for Jesse Yelonen. Um, you know, he's still making uh, that transition to North American ice, Rick, and went to, to you know, chase the buck, puck into the corner, obviously went to ring it around the boards and, actually ended up putting it right past goaltender Vasily Demchenko making his AHL debut. Certainly surprised him. <laughs> Definitely kind of looked like did did that did that just happen? <laughs> um yeah, you felt terrible for Yelonen on that one. It was unfortunate, and but you, you move on. You know, there's there's mistakes that are made because players aren't trying. There's or or focusing or uh, this wasn't a loss of focus. Um, Yessi Yelonen has been terrific, mm-hmm. um, but he's on North American ice for the very first time. Um, you know, you 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 react, you do things um, in split seconds. And uh, he, he's getting his, his cues from where he is on the ice. He sees where he is in relationship to the boards. Uh, he turns and fires to ring it around. Only on North American ice, you're that much closer to the center of the ice. 
given the the uh, much less uh, the angle, uh, the, the width. Yeah. Um, so it 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 caught the corner. It was a great shot. Um, a really nice shot. Just... Um, but uh, it 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 was unfortunate. N- no blame to go around. Nothing to nothing to discuss or analyze or. Uh, Which is it, exactly what Bouchard said after the game. He yeah. said, "No, it's it's you tap him on the back and you say it's okay. Don't worry about it." And you move on and and um, and yeah, that that's what they did and that's what they should do. Um, Yalonen has been great, and it's been nice to see the the young guys uh, come in. You mentioned Demchenko first game last night. Mm-hmm. He looked pretty good. Um, he plays a little small, I think, mm-hmm. um, which is. Uh, and and a little active in the net, but uh, for the most part, I you know he he certainly didn't have a chance on on uh, on that goal. Well, really, any of the goals he no. he he played uh, he played well. Unfortunately, uh, on the other side, Berdine was just uh, unbelievable. He was tremendous was last locked, night. Locked in. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Thirty nine saves. He was terrific. Yeah, he was. Um, interestingly enough, Villainola was credited with that with Yelonen's goal since he was the last one who would touch the puck so um that was his first AHL goal and he picked up a second uh, <laughs> in uh, overtime yeah yeah uh, he had a great game too he had a great game as well uh also for Laval Cam Hillis and Caden Gooley made their debuts as well uh Rick I didn't think that either one of them looked out of place uh Gooley was certainly throwing the body around plenty um and and Cam Hillis uh Took some face-offs, looked, looked pretty good, uh, looked like he was comfortable out there. Cam Hillis looked like a hockey player out there. Um, as you said, taking face-offs was, was very good on face-offs. Looked confident, um, was in the right place at the right time. Um, I, I thought he looked uh, he looked good. Um, Caden Gooley, uh, he, uh, yes, he was very physical, um, he, he got caught, uh, out of position a couple of times, but his recovery is, is exceptional. He's a very good skater. And the times that he, he got himself into trouble, he got out of it right away and, and, uh, tracked down the puck carry. I, I, I thought he, he played really well. I, I agree with you there. Um, Bouchard said overall, he thought it was just kind of, it was one of those nights he kept saying it was a weird night, weird things kept happening. Um, but he actually was more impressed with the maturity of of his team in in trying to to, to claw back out of it. Um, they did manage to to force overtime, so they got a point out of it. He said there were some good things to take out of it, um, and so you know, it was a good learning lesson. Um, you know, Laval is still doing well overall for for the. Um, for the season so far. Um, I encourage you just like with the, the, the phantoms recaps, uh, you know, at last night after the game, uh, we were able to speak to Hillis and Gooley and Lucas Vedemo, as well as coach Bouchard. Uh, so I encourage you to go to, uh, ahlreport.com and check out that recap. You can listen to all of the audio from those interviews as well as every day. Uh, we have a post called morning skate and that is our media availability, uh, it's audio from the media Zoom calls with uh, Coach Bouchard and usually a player or two each morning after either morning skate or team practice. Um, so lots of audio for you to listen to. If you're a Habs and Laval Rocket fan, I encourage you to go do that at uh, ahlreport.com. Um, but now the rest of the week, Laval has 
uh, Manitoba three more times this week. Uh, they'll play tomorrow, Wednesday night, as well as Friday night and Saturday. Um, my colleague Chris G will have the uh, coverage and and be doing the recaps uh, for those three games because I've got Phantoms games going on at the same time. Um, but of course, we'll be all covering. So the the AHL report will be a busy place this weekend. <laughs> um, the one thing that will be a little different is uh, perhaps we're going to see some different goaltending than we expected even this morning uh, when we had our media availability with Bouchard this morning. Um, before we get to that news, however, um, we had a chance, uh, Rick and I did at the end of last week, to sit down and have a, uh, a lengthy one-on-one conversation with our friend and Habs goaltender, Charlie Lindgren, uh, to talk a little bit about what it's been like this season, you know, life on the taxi squad and uh, what, what the, the season is looking like for him. We're joined now by someone who uh, I think Rick at this point is is getting to be like our first official regular on the show, which is which is which is pretty cool. But we are very happy to welcome back uh, to the show once again, uh, goaltender for the Montreal Canadiens, Charlie Lindgren. How are you today, sir? I am doing great. Thank you for having me on. Do you guys want me to join full time? We would. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be tremendous. We yeah. would sign you up in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's good talking to you guys. Great talking to you, too. Um, last time we talked to you was October. And uh, at that point, we really didn't know uh, what the NHL season was going to look like, what rosters were going to look like, what the schedule was going to be like. But there was there was uh, rumors and talk and speculation. And uh, at that time, uh, there was some, uh, some of the GMs saying, gee, it would be nice to have a third goaltender uh, around uh, with uh, with a compressed schedule, and um, I asked you uh, back then uh, how you would feel about that, and you said you know your goal was to be in the NHL, so that would suit you fine. But now that you're actually living it, um, how does it feel? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, at that time in October. I mean, we really had no clue what was really going to happen. I mean, it was a big question mark, and then. Things started to get more clear uh, once December hit, and then um, you know, uh, saw that there was going to be a taxi squad position. I figured I was probably going to going to take that spot. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, there's been times where it's been uh, maybe uh, a little tough, you could say. I mean, just obviously as a competitor, as a goal, you want to be out there playing games. I mean, that's what I've done my whole life, and I'm not. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to do that, but, uh, you know, still, uh, still get to show up to the rink, uh, go to practice with, uh, a bunch of guys that I know really well, a bunch of guys that I like competing with and having fun with and, uh, still working hard and getting better. And that's, uh, you know, something that, you know, I can, uh, be excited and happy about and, you know, just being a, being a good teammate. I mean, I think my job is, uh, is to push those guys when I'm in the net in practice and and at the same time, I mean, uh, you know, if you ever come to one of our practices, I mean, we're smiling, laughing, having a lot of fun. So that's what hockey's all about. Absolutely. And uh, you, you always have such such a good attitude, uh, no matter what the situation is. So um, really glad to hear that you're you're 
taking full advantage of of this situation and appreciating it uh, as well. Now, you also, of course, were in the bubble for the playoffs. Um, Can you describe how different or similar this is for you between the being in the bubble in Toronto for the playoffs and and serving uh, as part of the NHL team, uh, albeit just on the taxi squad? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of similarities, and there's obviously some different differences, especially with my uh, with my position. Um, you know, we all uh, we went to the bubble in the summer. I mean, that's everyone's first time kind of experiencing what it's like not having fans in the building, and um, just that playoff intensity was was incredible, um, and it was just a very unique experience. I mean just going from the hotel to the rink and hotel to the rink. I mean, that was kind of our, our, uh, everyday lifestyle. Uh, well now, you know, we get, uh, we don't have a ton of freedom still. I mean, we still are, are pretty locked down. We can just pretty much go to the rink and then our condo, um, is really all we can do. But, um, you know, now I'm in a position where, uh, instead of being on the bench, uh, I'm up in this, up in the press box, usually watching the games and, uh, you know, practices are a whole lot different for me. I mean, I'm not getting, not getting in really during the practices at all. It's a lot of my work comes before and after the main practice. Um, so it's, you know, that's not an adjustment because for me, I mean, it's, I'll get out there early with Trace Allen and Steph Wade, um, 15 minutes before and, uh, take some shots. And then a lot of times, you know, I got 35, 40 minutes of, of not getting any shots. So, what I try to do is I try to find some room to, to move around and work on my movement drills and um, just trying to stay loose and staying, staying ready. Um, and then once practice is done, I usually uh, will hop in there and whether it's with the defense or the, the forwards and, you know, those are kind of my first real shots of the day. Um, so it's, you know, things like that. I mean, it's definitely an adjustment. It's not, it's definitely not easy. It's, you know, definitely, uh, there's some, there's some adversity there, but, um, you know, like I said, still, uh, still have a positive, I mean, having a positive attitude is, is everything. I mean, it's so important right now and having a great support system. Um, you know, just so every day I do go to the rink, there's, there's a purpose there and, my, my purpose is to, is to improve and get better. You talked about how it's, you know, one of the similarities is that you're still pretty locked down and so forth. Um, what is downtime like for you right now? Because I can't imagine with the restrictions, even outside of the rink, the typical team bonding kind of stuff can't can't really take place. So so what is downtime like for you when you're not at the rink? Yeah, I mean, there's there's no team bonding outside the rink especially when you're at home. I mean, when we're on the road, there's a lounge that we can, can kind of hang out in. But um, everyone's so careful right, right now, and rightfully so. Um, you know, it's a lot of the day is I actually try to spend as much time at the rink as I can just because it's a place to get away. And when I get back to my condo, it's, you know, it, it just can be, it can be pretty boring. I mean, there's just nothing really to do. Um, you know, there's books to read. And uh, right now I'm watching... The Sopranos. I'm watching nice. Seinfeld, and I'm, and I'm watching The Last Dance all at the same time. So that kind of should tell you what uh, wow <laughs> what my days are like. There's a lot of 
there's a lot of time. Yeah, there's a lot of time to to just watch. You know, Netflix, watch TV shows. You know, I've already seen the Last Dance, um, so I'm going through that a second time just because I think it's so unbelievable. But um, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, but it's not just us. It's, it's everyone, right? It's yeah. not just hockey players. I mean, everyone's trying to adjust to this sort of sort of lifestyle, and hopefully, we're we're getting to the end of it. Um, but yeah, it's not easy because as a team guy, you want to be with your teammates. You want you want to be bonding with them and hanging out with them, but it's just, uh, they're just not able to do it. It's fascinating um, the way you describe practice because it's it's very different than um, than practices that we've been used to to uh, going to and and uh, you saying with um, you know there's activity at the beginning and at the end. Um, but in that role, I mean, much has been made of of Jake Allen, um, his role in coming in as a backup to reduce the load, the workload on Carey Price, and 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 he's certainly done that. But do you also see that as part of of uh, your purpose uh, that you can take some of the the workload in in practice, some shots uh, from time to time, so that uh, Carey gets a bit of of uh, uh, rest from from practice yeah i mean it's uh you know it's it's really my first time ever going through an experience like this where i'm not um the guy or i'm not i don't have my own net practice i mean it's obviously uh just doesn't you know it doesn't happen for anyone really uh Mm -hmm. that i mean there's in college there's we carry three three good goalies and the third guy usually wouldn't get, um, you know, he wouldn't get in the net. But, um, you know, this is my first time really experiencing that. But, yeah, there's been times where, um, you know, actually the last couple of days, like, Gary went over to the other rink and worked with Steph. So I, I got in the net and got in a couple of drills. And then today Jake uh, went over to the other rink with Steph and I got in his hat for a couple of drills. Um, so, yeah, it's, for me, it's a lot of just watching and, and waiting and kind of just just uh, studying. I mean, um, I think Price and, and Alan are both off to a really good start. Um, Jake's been uh, really good when he's got in there. And, um, you know, they're both unbelievable guys. and Two guys I like picking their brains, I like hanging out with. So, um, you know, I think that's made this easier too is, is being with a couple guys that I get along with really well. And I, I have a lot of respect for. So I think that, you know, because if, you know, say I were to not get along with a guy that's in front of me, it's just, you know, it wouldn't be a great situation, but I, I have a ton of respect and I, and I like these two guys a lot. So I think that uh, really helps my situation out too. So I and I'm biased, but I think that being a goaltender is is a unique situation, and you you are all incredible athletes. Um, but a, a large portion of this is uh, of the game for a goaltender is mental. You have to maintain that mental sharpness, and and how do you maintain your confidence? Um, without your own net, as you you say, uh, knowing that you can step in and get the job done if you are called upon. Yeah, I mean, I won't lie to you guys. It's been, at times, it's been hard. It's been, you know, frustrating sometimes. But, again, like, I can't, uh, you know, sometimes those negative thoughts that creep in, I mean, it's, they don't last very long because, um, 
you know, still I, I take a lot of pride in this Montreal Canadiens logo and, and being around these guys. And um, I just have too much pride, too, for myself where it's, you know, every single day um, I don't want to leave anything. You know, I don't want to have any regrets about, you know, not getting better and deciding not to work hard for a day because, you know, that's not how I do things. I Every single day I show up with a purpose and, and the right mindset and the right attitude. And um, just uh, my goal is just, like I said, it's, uh, it's to work as hard as I can. Um, you know, I'm one of the first guys up the rank. I'm always the last one to leave. And um, that's just kind of kind of my mindset. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes it can be, you know, because I'm also, I think I'm a big field guy. So when I'm playing my best hockey, it's when I'm, when I'm really feeling it and I'm, you know, reading the plays and I'm, I just got a, a feel for the game. Like, you know, some people say like Jordan Spieth, like his golf team is a field guy. So like, you know, maybe he's not as technically sound, but he's, you know, when he's got good feeling, he's, you know, there's not a lot of guys that, that are better than him. So, you know, um, yeah, it's, again, it, it's, it's uh, like when I'm out there, before practice, right down and stuff. I'm out there to, to work hard, to learn, um, which is easy to do when I'm watching Price now and Allen because they're both so so good at their craft. And um, when I'm out there after, it's the same deal. It's, I'm out there with, with a purpose, uh, making sure that, you know what, I'm using this time wisely. I'm going to be a great teammate. I'm going to have a great attitude. And um, I'm, I'm going to get better. So that's, that's just kind of how I do it. I think, you know, also, um, I think I'm, I'm a pretty, you know, I have a lot of confidence in myself, but I think uh, I'm pretty lucky. I don't think a lot of guys, um, you know, a lot of guys maybe struggle with that. But listen, if, if I were to be called upon to play a game tomorrow, I'd have no, I'd have no worries about my game, I think. And that's because of the work that I know I'm, I'm putting in. Um, I like where my game is. I think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm improving. And listen, I'm still, I'm 27 years old. I'm just kind of getting into the, the time of my career. Um, there's some great hockey left to be had for me, and and that's something I'm really excited about as well. Excellent. You know, you're a consummate professional on and off the ice. I know we've we've told that to you before, but but you, uh, you really summed that up so so beautifully. Um, you know, it's right now covering Laval, Michael Forleek is down on a conditioning stint because he's another one who hasn't gotten into a game yet this year. Um, and that guy is, I'll just tell you what, that guy too, I just want to mention this. Yeah. That guy is incredible. Um, the way he works is like something I've never seen before. I mean, he is, uh, he is an animal. So, but yeah, <laughs> I got that down. It's, uh, you guys, you can go on, but yeah, I saw you guys. He was sent down a couple days ago. I know he played his first game last night, but um, yeah, go ahead. No, that no, we we love hearing the 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 candid feedback. That's that's very good to know. And and he looked very hungry to be in what what I, what actually was his AHL debut last night. He's never played a game in the AHL before last night. Um, but have you been have has there been any have you been given any indication that that could be in the cards for you just to get you into a game at some point is is to go down and and do a start in Laval? Would you want to do that, um, or are you better off focused on on the task at hand at, on the in the taxi squad right now? 
Yeah, uh, Coach Julian came up to me a few days ago and said that was something they've talked about. Um, they don't really know when it's uh, when it might happen. Um, but yeah, I think you know um, it'd be good to go down and maybe play play some games or a game or whatever it may be. Um, you know, I my position is uh, I'm going to be where I'm told to be, and right now I'm with the the Canadians, and um, you know, and if they decide to, you know, send me down for a game or two or whatever it may be, you know, I'll be, I'll be ready to play. I mean, I've, you know, I've played, I think, one game in the last year. So, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's definitely weird. I mean, it's, it's like, I, I mean, I haven't, I, it felt like I haven't played a game in a, in a really long time, which I, I haven't played since, I think, last year at Florida and, you know, must have been early March. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, just with the way things are, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'll play wherever they tell me to play. So last week you got to uh, face a shooter that uh, I don't think you've faced before, uh, and this was in practice, and and uh, uh, that shooter being Carey Price and uh, took a shot uh, that uh, caught you up high a little bit. You went down in a heap, and, and it looked like, uh, you know... <laughs> A disaster yeah <laughs> but uh, you got up laughing Carrie was laughing uh it was all in good fun um tell us tell us your side of that yeah i hope hollywood saw that um <laughs> you know it was it was it was funny i mean um i was just in the net practicing with uh i think it was pro league and romanov and just doing some extra shooting and and Pricer was out there for a while with me and then he uh Got off the ice and took his pads off and and grabbed a, a player stick and player gloves and went down to the other side and uh, was just kind of shooting around and you know I was in the net on the other side and I was wondering if he was going to come down and, and I could I saw he looked at me and I I gave him the welcome sign come on down buddy <laughs> and uh, and uh, he took a few shots on me and. Uh, and I do want to say he never did score on me, which I think if he would have scored on me, it would have been, you know, oh. I would not have been happy about that. <laughs> oh. But, uh, yeah, no, I, sh- I shut him down, so that was good. But, um, yeah, the one shot, he got got me up high, and, uh, you know, I acted like I was, uh, like it stung me pretty good. I went down, and <laughs> I think there was a little concern on his concern on his face there for a bit. He looked towards but, uh, the the bench and like, like yeah. oh crap! Uh-oh. Did I just what, did I just yeah, break for the trainer to come <laughs> trainer to come get me? It's like basically you shoot hard, but not that hard. It just got worse. So you know, from uh, you know goalie to goalie, you know him being a goalie, me being a goalie, and us getting our fair share of shots. That we know it's it's not very fun. So I think he felt kind of bad about it, but. There was zero pain there, and it was all in good fun, and we had a good laugh about it. So, and you got a glove um, in the face, yeah. in the mask from him. So, yeah, little, yeah, little stinky you know, glove that's, action. That's the thing about Pricer, that's the good thing about Pricer too. Is he's a guy that uh, he has a ton of fun playing the game, and you know he was out there, like I said, for a long time with me in his goalie pads, um, doing extra drills, taking extra shots, and then he got off and he came right back out and won the. the you know, shoot around for a bit. And, uh, and then, you know, I ended up going down and actually playing some, uh, played a game of post together around the world. 
which was uh, kind of fun. It was nice. very competitive. He ended up, he ended up beating me in a best of three in, in game three. But, he, you know, he was using the player stick. I was still using my goalie stick, so that's my excuse. <laughs> and you're sticking to it. <laughs> I'm sticking uh, to it. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. Before before we sign off and 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 say goodbye because we've we've uh, taken up plenty of your time for today that we're very appreciative of. We do have to ask a family question because of course we keep we keep the rest of uh, the Lindgren boys uh, in our in our sights as well. And uh, we saw Ryan take that nasty hit into the boards into the end boards uh, what, a week ago or so and saw the. Against the Bruins, Against, Jeremy Lausanne. Yeah, of, of course, course it's it had to be the Bruins. Yep. Um, and uh, yep. saw the pictures of the aftermath on his face. Is 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 he all right? No, yeah, he's he's all right. He, um, you know, I call him the day after, and actually, you know what? It's been it's been kind of nice. I've watched uh, a majority of of his games this year. Oh, um, nice. You know, I love I love being able to watch him play, and I, you know, I watched that happen live, and was kind of worried right away just because it didn't look. Uh, you know, it's like his face rubbed really hard up against that glass, and then yeah. and then seemed to yeah, then seemed to catch the lip of the boards on the way down. Yeah, so it just everything about that wasn't uh, it just didn't look pretty. But um, you know, now he's played in the in the league for a year and a half, and you know, I'll tell you what, there's not a lot of guys tougher than him, and um, you know, he's taken his uh, fair share of bumps and bruises. Um, you know, it seems like every game he's going at it with someone and, you know, he doesn't care who it is. Um, you know, he's just, uh, he's a tough kid. So, yeah. you know, I was wondering, you know, is he because I FaceTime him, I was like, oh man, that's, uh, actually looks worse than I thought. His yeah. eye was pretty swollen. He had some stitches, um, I believe above and below his eye. Mm. So I was like, are you, you know, you think you're going to wear a cave? And he's like, no, I just, I don't think so. So. Watched his game last night. He was still wearing the visor, and he was he looked great last night. So that's uh, it's good to see. He's had a great year so far. Good for him. And he's playing well. He's uh, the game I saw was with Adam Fox, and and uh, pretty strong pairing there. Yeah, I mean he loves playing with Adam Fox. I just think they they complement each other so well, and they obviously know each other um, extremely well too because uh, they played together in high school. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great pairing. It's just uh, whenever I watch him play, it's you know it, it's like uh, whenever Ryan's out there and Fox is out there, it's you know they don't give up a ton of goals. I mean they're very consistent. They're hard to play against. And um, as a goalie, you know if I'm Igor or Georgiev, you know you feel good when those guys are on the ice. So you know that's uh, that's a good thing. So he's he's getting better. He's working hard and. Uh, I think he's going to be a, a really good defender in the league for a really long time. So uh, I think that's that's unbelievable. That's excellent, and we're glad to hear that he is okay. Yep. Um, so congratulations to him as well. You know, he's we've 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 really been impressed with his his progression as as well. Well, Charlie, yep. we uh, we can't thank you enough. Uh, we know. As even though you say you've you've got a lot of um, Sopranos catch, that you're catching up on, we do know that your <laughs> schedule is still busy. So we we appreciate that you took some time out to come back on the show today um, and just kind of catch up with us and and give us a peek behind the curtain in the Taxi Squad. And we're we're just so uh, grateful for your time and and glad that you are are doing well and and staying 
confident and strong every day. Absolutely, and it's always really great to talk to you guys. Um, it's been a, you know, now it's been probably, what, five, four or five years that we've uh, talked to each other. So, yeah. you know, it's always a lot of respect for you guys. A lot of, uh, it's a big thing. So it's always great talking to you guys. Of course, at the time that we recorded that interview, Rick, uh, you know, we even, who knew? Well, we apparently knew. We asked Charlie in that interview, you know, has, he even said Julian had spoken to him last week about the potential to come down for a conditioning stint. And uh, lo and behold, just before we record uh, the podcast today, look what Great happens. timing. <laughs> so Charlie Lindgren has uh, now been loaned to Laval. Um I'm going to guess it's for the for the entire week and that he's not going to take the Winnipeg trip with the Montreal Canadiens. Just, that's just a guess based off of how the Canadians worded their tweet announcement about it today, saying that Lingren would be available for all of Laval's games this week, plural. So I would imagine that he's going to uh, get in some get in some work between the pipes this week. And it's he said uh, when we spoke to him that 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 was uh, something he would he was up for, yeah, uh, and uh, looking forward to. And uh, uh, then I expect back to the uh, to the taxi squad, so he'll be ready if he's needed for Canadians action. Absolutely, just like Michael Forleek last week, and you you heard his fantastic, uh, very genuine response. You know, just. Michael Froelich is an animal. It's, it was really great. Um, but just like Froelich needed some conditioning, uh, Lindgren, a, a goaltender, has to stay fresh as well and, and get some game time. So uh, we thank Charlie again for taking some time out of his schedule to to sit down and chat with us. It's always wonderful to talk to him, Rick, and he had a lot of great things to say in that interview. He really did. Great interview and and uh, just honest, direct, open. Um, uh, it's it's a pleasure to talk to him every single time. Absolutely, and we're gonna have more. Uh, whether you're a Laval Rocket fan, a Lehigh Valley Phantoms fan, a Habs fan, a Flyers fans, we're gonna have a lot more um, of these exclusive interviews coming up in the in the upcoming weeks uh, for for both for all for both organizations. So you definitely don't ever want to miss an episode. Make sure you're subscribed, right? I'm sure you're subscribed. Uh, right now, however, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go around the AHL. Uh, we've got some great news about the Canadian division schedule uh, that just broke earlier today. So we'll talk to you about that uh, and uh, also let you know who this week's AHL player of the week is. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a moment. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. In every city around the world, sports fans flock to popular watering holes to share a few pints, some good grub, and to cheer for their team. Think your favorite sports bar deserves to be recognized? Or are you traveling to a new place and need to find the perfect spot to watch a game? HockeyPub.com is the answer. Find out where the best spots are in your city to eat, drink, and meet fellow fans. HockeyPub.com 
The Press Zone is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. And welcome back once again to the Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Media and the AHL Report. Thanks so much for listening today. I am your host, Amy Johnson, joined by my co-host, Rick Stevens. Uh, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Press Zone. Uh, and of course, as we mentioned in our uh, last segment, if you're a Canadians and uh, Laval Rocket fan, You'll also want to be following at the AHL Report. If you're a Flyers and Phantoms fans, you'll want to follow us at the Flyers Report uh, so that you never miss any of our fantastic credentialed coverage. Uh, got a lot of content going on these days. Uh, in this segment, we're just going to quickly go around the AHL. We first want to, of course, introduce you to this week's CCM AHL Player of the Week, uh, and that Honor this week goes to Chicago Wolves forward Morgan Geeky. Uh, he uh, joined the Wolves uh, just ahead of their two-game series against Iowa this past weekend, put up four goals and an assist in those two games. Uh, and yes, Chicago still is undefeated. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Fourteen to three in those two games, uh, Chicago over combined over uh, those two games against the Wild and um, Morgan Geeky was great. Seth Jarvis was great. Rim pick. Look, they all had uh, multiple multiple points. Geeky scored just nineteen seconds into that first AHL game of the season, uh, and then had another goal and assist in. Uh, well, Chicago won ten to two over the Wild that day. It was pretty, it was pretty. Uh, it was. A little bit of a barn burner on one end of the ice. Um, and then, of course, he had a pair of goals in the first period on the Sunday rematch. So congratulations to Morgan Geeky. He is this week's AHL, CCM AHL Player of the Week. And so, you know, we're talking standings, Rick. Um, and, well, Chicago is still undefeated. Tucson is still undefeated. Are they the only two that are still undefeated? I think so. Lehigh Valley Phantoms. In regulation. In, re in regulation. <laughs> in regulation. In regulation. Uh, but so Chicago is sitting at the top of the league right now, tied with Tucson. Um, Laval is actually currently sitting uh, in a two-way tie for ninth place in the league, uh, currently with a 3-1-1 one, one, uh, record. That's actually pretty good for them. The Lehigh Valley Phantoms, 
tied for third with the San Diego Gulls. Uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms are 3-0-1 on the season. So now, granted, the Gulls have played twice as many games. The Gulls have played eight games. You know, it's interesting. Um, we should note, Rick, that the Canadian division, the remaining schedule for the Canadian division just got released today. In fact, I was just saying yesterday, like, are they going to release this at some point? Because um, the, the the week is almost up. <laughs> and sure enough, uh, they did. Um, and, you know, Laval goes on the road next, next week. Um, they'll start their first road trip of the season. But you see, uh, Stockton is going to play uh, quite a few less games than the rest of the Canadian teams. And so, um, you know, I know you've been preaching this on the NHL side that uh, with the disparity in in number of games played by certain teams in the NHL, potentially, uh, depending on how the rest of the season goes, uh, that it might not be points that determine placement, but points percentage, winning winning percentage, and that's certainly how the AHL is is working. Um, and we see we see there even in the Canadian division that Stockton's going to be playing uh, significantly less games. Yeah, look at that points percentage. Uh, Stockton will play th- uh, 30 games. Uh, the other four teams playing 36. Uh, Stockton plays the majority, 19 of those 30 games on the road. Uh, Manitoba, on the other end of that, they play 21 of the 36 games they play um, at home. Uh, the others are more of an even split. Uh, Marley's and, and uh, Laval right down the middle. Belleville gets one uh, uh, extra game at home. Absolutely. So uh, we finally have a full schedule for the AHL for the remainder of the season. Uh, It's uh, quite an achievement. Um, Hopefully, knock on wood, everyone stays healthy and and we can continue to get through the season. Um, You know, we had quite a spike for the NHL for a little while. The COVID list is starting to come down a bit uh, for the NHL. Hopefully it stays that way. Um, But uh, great to see that the Canadian teams are now fully underway. That actually brings us to our feel-good finale this week, and it's simply, I'm simply calling it the final frontier, not just because I've been watching a lot of old Star Trek episodes lately, although that could have something to do with it, but I don't think that enough uh, attention gets put on the continued advances in space exploration and 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 that branch of science, uh, and it should not go unnoticed that the new NASA Mars rover, uh, Persevere, just landed on Mars last week. It took that little guy a little while to get there, um, but landing went perfectly. Um, the th- that thing is outfitted with, uh, I mean, he. it took, it launched in July, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it launched at the end of July. So it took quite a while to get there. Um, but my goodness, he's chock full of cameras and microphones. You're, there. It's already sending back images and video and, and audio of and sound. Yeah, that, yeah, that's new. I mean, it's, I think, I think in this day and age, we just take space and putting the, you know, SpaceX puts up a rocket every other minute and most of them crash down to the earth again. I, we just, I think we take all of that for granted. Sometimes it's, it's a major accomplishment to put this new Rover on Mars. The, the technology and the amount of information we're going to get from that. Um, you know, we're talking about perhaps, you know, 
looking at moon missions again and 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 I, I someone else um in the world I, I don't know if it was russia has has a has a a probe uh on venus or a, a rover or something on venus right now it's just it is mind-blowing when you think about what we are able to do uh with space exploration and i just have to commend everyone that's working so hard um there's so much that we don't know about space and and our even our, even just our our planetary system um and i just think it's something to be wowed about and uh should be commended i agree so that's uh that's all we have time for today it was a jam-packed show um we're so glad that you're here remember we want you to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode of the show just hit that subscribe button on whatever platform that you're listening to the podcast rate the show it helps other people find us uh the the more that listeners rate it. Um, and don't forget, go to the Twitter account for the AHL report and find that pinned tweet about that contest for the Jersey giveaway. Make sure you enter, retweet it. Uh, you don't want to miss out on a chance. And we want the press zone to be by and far the podcast that has the most listeners just smashing that retweet button because they want to love our rocket Jersey. Um, Rick, this was a fun show this week. It's a great show. Always fun. We have got so much more coming for you uh, next week. Uh, there are between the Flyers, the Canadians, the Phantoms, and the Rocket. I can't. It. We're gonna have so many games to talk about <laughs> when we come back next Tuesday, and and we'll be talking about the most important match. And we'll yes be. I'm I'm fantasy hockey. Mm-hmm. All Habs fantasy hockey. Carter Hart's gonna get me. <laughs> So uh, watch me not even get the waiver claim. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. But for now, thanks so much for joining us. Be sure you hit subscribe and don't miss an episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Media. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.